Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. traveling at the moment on the way to a pastor's conference. So uh, be praying for us. Appreciate uh, all you guys that are doing <laughs> in Mexico, the United States, Canada. It's a blessing to be um, to be a part of this whole thing and knowing that you guys are, are praying for me and that we're still, um, we're still together. I'm recording these podcasts in advance. So I'd love to hear how they uh, turn out for you and if they're working, just to make sure that we can con- read together and complete the Bible in a year. So let's go ahead and pray, and we'll be looking into psalm, many psalms today, actually. Father God, thank you for this morning. I ask you to bless our time. Thank you for the ability to be traveling and still record, God. Thank you for um, Ray and different people that are helping on the editing. We just ask you to continue to bless our time together as we read your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're still looking at David now on the run and all of the psalms and the different psalms he wrote before he was anointed king and obviously he kept writing psalms after he was king we're looking at psalm 34 which says i will praise the lord at all times his praise is always on my lips my whole being praises the lord the poor will hear and be glad glorify the lord with me and let us praise his name together i asked the lord for help and he answered me he saved me from all that I feared. Those who go to him for help are happy, and they are never disgraced. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord camps around those who fear God, and he saves them. Examine and see how good the Lord is. Happy is the person who trusts him. You who belong to the Lord, fear him. Those who fear him will have everything they need. Even lions may get weak and hungry, but those who look to the Lord will have every good thing. Children, come and listen to me. I will teach you to worship the Lord. You must do these things to enjoy life and have happy days. You must not say evil things. You must not tell lies. Stop doing evil and do good. Look for peace. And work for it. The Lord sees the good people and listens to their prayers. But the Lord is against those who do evil. He makes the world forget them. The Lord hears good people when they cry out to him. He saves them from their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those whose spirits have been crushed. People who do what is right may have many problems, but the Lord will solve them all. He will protect their very bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will kill the wicked. Those who hate good people will be judged guilty, but the Lord saves his servants' lives. No one who trusts in him will be judged guilty. And that's such a beautiful psalm. And powerful when we think about how David was on the run from Saul and he was the anointed king who had done nothing wrong and Saul was after his life. 
And in one sense, you ask, how could he write such a thing when he's saying the Lord will save his servant's life, he and those who trust him, and he'll judge the guilty? Because he kept seeing God time and time again protect him. In all of these times where Saul was coming after him, something would always happen, and then he would be able to turn Saul away. God did come through. It was often at the last minute, and his life wasn't comfortable, and he was on the run a lot. But God was there. And I love the fact that he talks about kids. I love the fact that he tells the children to come and listen. And I will teach you to worship the Lord. There's no better thing that we can do for our kids. You must do these things to enjoy life and have many days. There's no better inheritance we can give our kids than to teach them to worship the Lord, to fear the Lord, to believe in the Lord. Money is so temporal, and it causes more problems for young people than it solves. Be very mindful of that. Well, we'll move on to the next psalm now. Psalm 52. Mighty warrior, why do you bring about the evil you do? God's love will continue forever. You think up evil plans. Your tongue is like a sharp razor making up lies you love wrong more than right and lies more than truth. You love words that bite and tongues that lie, but God will ruin you forever. He will grab you and throw you out of your tent. He will tear you away from the land of the loving. Those who do right will see this and fear God. They will laugh at you and say, look what happened to the man who did not depend on God but depended upon his money. He grew strong by his evil plans. But I am like an olive tree growing in God's temple. I trust God's love forever and ever. God, I will thank you forever for what you have done. With those who worship you, I will trust you because you are good. Now we'll jump over to Psalm 56, again, in the reading of all the Psalms of David, as we're taking these chronologically. Psalm 56, God, be merciful to me because people are chasing me. The battle has pressed me all day long. My enemies have chased me all day. These are many proud people fighting me. When I'm afraid, I will trust you. I praise God for his word. I trust God, so I'm not afraid. What can human beings do to me? All day long they twist my words. All their evil plans are against me. They wait. They hide. They watch my steps, hoping to kill me. God, do not let them escape. Punish the foreign nations in your anger. You have recorded my troubles. You have kept a list of my tears. Aren't they in your records? On the day I call for help, my enemies will be defeated. I know that God is on my side. I praise God for his word to me. I praise the Lord for his word. I trust in God. I will not be afraid. What can people do to me? God, I must keep my promises to you. I will give you my offerings to thank you because you have saved me from death. You have kept me from being defeated. So I will walk with God in life among the living. 
the psalm, again, it amazes me how he could write these things when there were so many people around him that always did want to kill him. Um, well, now we're going to jump over to Psalm 120. In my trouble, I cried to the Lord, and he answered me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you? And what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? Sharp arrows of the warrior with the burning coals of the broom tree. Woe is me, for I sojourn in Meshech, and I dwell among the tents of Kedar. Too long has my soul had its dwelling with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. And isn't that pretty similar to what we see going on in the world today with those who, who are for peace? Psalm 140, rescue me, O Lord, from evil men. Pursue me from violent men who desire evil things in their heart. They continually stir up wars. They sharpen their tongues as a serpent. Poison of vipers is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have purposed to trip up my feet. The proud have hidden a trap for me and cords. They have spread their net by the wayside. They have set snares for me. I said to the Lord, you are my God. Give ear, O Lord, to the voice of my supplications. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation. You have covered my head in the day of battle. Do not grant, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not promote his evil desires that they be exalted. As for the head of those who surround me, may the mischief of their lips cover them. May burning coals fall upon them. May they be cast into the fire, into deep pits from which they cannot arise. May the slanderer not be established in the earth. May evil haunt the violent man speedily. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the justice for the poor. Surely the righteous will give thanks to your name. The upright will dwell in your presence. Psalm 141. O Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call you. May your prayers be counted as incense before you. At the lifting up of my hands as the evening offering. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing. To practice deeds of wickedness with men who do iniquity. And do not let me eat their delicacies. Let the righteous smite me in kindness and reprove me. It is oil upon the head. Do not let my head refuse it. For still my prayer is against their wicked deeds. Their judges are thrown down by the sides of the rock. They hear my words, for they are pleasant. And when one plows and breaks open the earth, our bones have been scattered at the mouth of Sheol. For my eyes are toward you, O God, the Lord, and you I take refuge. Do not leave me defenseless. Keep me from the jaws of the trap which they have set for me. And for the snares of those who do iniquity. 
Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. Psalm 142, a miscal of David when he was in the cave of prayer. And this is probably some people feel the cave of Adullam. I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord, and I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him when my spirit was overwhelmed within me. You knew my path in the way where I walk. They have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see, for there is no one who regards me. There is no escape for me. No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord, and I said, You are my refuge, my portion, in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for they will deal bountifully with me. And now we move over to the final reading for today, which is Luke chapter 22. Now the feast of the unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put him to death, for they were afraid of the people. And Satan entered into Judas, who was called Iscariot, belonging to the number of the twelve. And he went away and discussed with the chief priests and the officers how he might betray him to them. They were glad and agreed to give him money. So he consented and began seeking a good opportunity to betray him to them apart from the crowd. Then came the first day of the unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had been sacrificed. And Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us so that we may eat it. They said to him, where do you want us to prepare it? And he said to them, when you have entered the city, the man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he enters. And you shall say to the owner of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upper room. Prepare it there. And they left and found everything just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table and his apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. But when he had taken the cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had Taking some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after he had eaten, saying, This is the cup which is poured out for you in the new covenant of my blood. And behold, the hand of the one betraying me is with mine on the table. For indeed, the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to discuss among themselves which one of them it might be who was going to do this thing. And there arose also a dispute among them as to which one of them was regarded to be greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But it is not this way with you. 
but the one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader, like the servant. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I grant you that you may eat and drink at my table and my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail, and you, once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. But he said to him, Lord, with you I am ready to go both to prison and to death. And he said, I say to you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. And he said to them, when I sent you out without money, belt, and bag and sandals, you did not lack anything, did you? And he said, no, nothing. And he said to them, but now whoever has a money belt is to take it along. Likewise, also a bag, and whoever has no sword is to sell his coat and buy one. For I tell you that this which is written must be fulfilled, and he was numbered with transgressors, for that which refers to me has its fulfillment. And they said, Lord, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. And he came out and proceeded, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples also followed him. And when he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into transgression. Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. And he arose from prayer, and he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that me not enter into temptation. While he was sleeping, behold, a crowd came, and the one called Judas, one of the twelve, was preceding them, and he approached Jesus and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those who were around him saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the slave on the, of the high priest and cut off his ear. Jesus answered and said, No, stop, no more of this. And he touched the ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple and the elders who had come against him, have you come out with swords and clubs as you would against a robber? While I was with you daily in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this hour and the power of darkness are yours. Having arrested him, they led him away and brought him to the house of the high priest. But Peter was following at a distance. After they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter was sitting among them and a servant girl seeing them as he sat in the firelight and looking intensely at him said, This man was with him too. 
But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, another saw him and said, You are one of them too. But Peter said, Man, I am not. After about an hour had passed, another man began to insist, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean too. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. Immediately while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord and how he had told him before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Now, the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him and beating him. And they blindfolded him and were asking him, saying, Prophesy, who is the one who hit you? And they were saying many things against him, blaspheming. Verse 66, when it was day, the council of elders of the people assembled, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council chambers, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask a question, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. And they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, Yes, I am. Then they said, What further need do we have of testimony? For we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. Chapter 22. The last, uh, the last of the four times in the Gospels that we've read this story, and this is so crucial, so important, to this key to the gospel, that Jesus goes as a lamb to slaughter silently, and he's proclaiming clearly his divinity, that he is part of the triune Godhead, and be seated next to God, going to the cross as deity, as the Son of God, as the Messiah. Such a wonderful, wonderful chapter. Totally misunderstanding the people, Jesus' ministry. Totally understanding what he was doing, even the apostles, until it was afterwards. And Peter, of course, follows exactly what Jesus said. He denied him because of the fear that he had. His spirit was willing, but his flesh was weak. We certainly see that. But after Jesus rose from the dead and talked with Peter, he was never the same man again. He would never deny his Lord after that. And, of course, he willingly went to his cross for his Lord later in his life. So thank you guys for being with us. I want to pray briefly for our time together and just ask you to continue to pray for the rest of this day and this week for me, for my wife, and for everything going down in Puerto Vallarta with all of the outreaches we've been doing. So, Father, thank you for this day. Bless all of us, God, as we spend this day worshiping you, uh, thinking of you, spending time with family and fellowshipping. God, we want to lift you up. Feed us your word, God. Strengthen us. Help us to understand your plan, your prophecy. And God, ask you just strengthen us all spiritually, especially myself at the conference right now with these other pastors. You may strengthen all of us to be bold witnesses for you in the days that are coming. Refresh us, God, our spirits. Strengthen our churches because of the onslaught that's coming against them. Pray for a great blessing for my wife as she spends time my, with Carly and, and our little grandson, Asher. Thanks for that. Thank you for our daughter. Got to come out and visit us from Tennessee. Bless Essie. She's in Italy. And God, we ask you to continue to bring in the fruit and the harvest from all of the work going on 
in Puerto Vallarta and, and now the work they'll be doing down in Cruz de Loreto. God just bless that ministry and continue to bring in, Father, the young people, save their souls and help that the seeds to be planted deeply, God, and to be watered into growth. So thank you for that, God. We bless you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.